Welcome to the Farcast here at Shadron State College. I'm Daniel Binkert with my co-host Alex Helmbrecht, and we're here today with a special non-CSC guest. We do get a few from time to time. Eric Carlson, Assistant Project Manager for Adolfson and Peterson Construction. And um, for those of you who don't know, Eric has been on campus for what seems like the last ten years, working on the various <laughs> construction projects that we've had going on. <laughs> so um, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it is, and, and it, you're a good guy to know. We've been on some tours with you, and really enjoyed learning about some of these projects. But uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But for now, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Yeah, so um, thanks for having me here. Nice yeah. to always see you, Alex, Daniel. Sure. Um, but yeah, I've uh, this is my second project uh, for the college. First one was uh, the football stadium a couple of years back. Um, and then been here for the last 10 months doing the, uh, you know, 12 months now yeah. uh, on the math and science. But uh, originally from Springfield, Nebraska, uh, born and raised there, a bunch of family back east. Um, if you're not familiar with Springfield, Nebraska, which most people aren't, uh, just south of Omaha, about 20, 25 minutes or so in between Gretna and Papillion there. Um, but yeah, uh, been in construction my entire life. Uh, technically, I'm a uh, fourth generation tile setter. Uh, dad, nice. dad, uh, he has his own remodel company, um, builds houses, uh, stays very busy with my siblings back there as well. Uh, and when I got to, uh, deciding where I wanted to go to college, what I wanted to get used to, uh, get into, I was like, yeah, let's, let's see if we can get some other opportunities, uh, outside of the family business. And I wanted to get into architecture originally, um, uh, but it was uh, it was a pretty quick turnaround to where oh, I'm not very creative. So, okay. <laughs> so that that one got shot down a little bit, a um, little bit quick there. But ended up doing my four years out at UNK uh, University of Nebraska Kearney uh, in construction management, and then since then I've been out in Colorado for the last four years. Uh, had the pleasure of having my first project be the stadium that wrapped up a couple of years ago, and. I uh, went back down to uh, Broomfield, Colorado, did a rec center there for a couple of years, and then excited to be back here in Shadron. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. So, so we had a question that was, uh, how'd you get into the construction business? But it sounds like yeah. you were basically born into it. Born into it, yeah. I've, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend asked me this the other day is, uh, well, if you weren't in construction, what would you be doing? I had a tough time answering it. You know, this is something that... I find myself being challenged every day. You know, I get to learn something new every day. I uh, get to, one, uh, be able to be a part of a great team, work with a bunch of great people, uh, and ultimately that, that is the recipe for uh, creating these nice, beautiful projects that people get to enjoy for years to come. So. Now, yeah. now, as in a, maybe give us, shed a little light on, on your title or I guess your current duties. So as an assistant project manager, I mean, you're not out there with a hammer and nail and putting up drywall and doing stuff like that. You're really largely responsible for logistics, lining things up, right? Yeah. The, so the actual management so in the terms process. of, um, in terms of a, my main project duties is, is one to make sure we're, we're, we're satisfying Shadron State College, that we're, we're meeting their requirements, making sure they're happy, addressing any concerns that they may have. Um, and then when it comes to uh, project management, construction management, it's uh, being able to deliver that project uh, on a timely manner and, and within the owner's budget. And so right. uh, that a lot of, uh, from my perspective, is an overview. But when it comes to AP, Adolphson and Peterson, it's 
nobody's exempt from doing it. You know, it's a team effort. Mm -hmm. If something is needed from one of our guys, whether you're in the office or whether you're in the field, if our full focus is being out in the field, we're all, we're all help, out there helping each other um, to create this successful project, get people going, problem solving, uh, all that great stuff. So, Cool. Yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about A&P then. Um, uh, we've kind of seen bits and pieces of uh, what goes on in these projects here, but, you know, what kind of scope does this company have? Um, how wide-ranging? Are we talking countrywide or is it more regional? Yeah, so we uh, we have – we're – AP is currently in five states, so okay. our headquarters is actually at uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, then we have our Colorado office, uh, which is where I'm working out of. Yeah. Uh, we have Texas, we have Arizona, um, and then we have Wyoming as well. So, uh, but but AP uh, in reality is they're they're here to serve the community. Um, they are focused on serving clients in the healthcare facilities, correctional facilities, education facilities. Uh, basically, if if a town were to sprout up out of nowhere, AP wants to be there to successfully. Uh, fulfill the needs and the the, um, the wants of a community, uh, and I think Shadron is a pretty good example. I mean, we worked on uh, the athletic comp- uh, yeah. complexes here. We've done the track, we've done Chacoin, we've done the football stadium. Now we're you know into math and science. Um, you know, there's you know there's a laundry list of items that uh, hopefully we can continue to build successful relationships with uh, Shadron when it comes to, uh, like, the Memorial Hall in, in Yeah, the that's, that's coming up for us next. I mean, you, you hear about the, the horror story <laughs> that they have with that building. And so we just wh- – whatever whatever concerns the client may have or the vision that they want, AP uh, wants to be there to best suit yeah. uh, best suit their needs. So you mentioned you had worked on um, a rec center in between the two Shadron projects. What other um, uh, types of projects have you worked on with A&P? That's actually, this is my third one. That so, is, okay. Yep, so the football stadium was my first one, then the rec center, and then now this one. Okay. Yep. Wow. Now, so so uh, can you kind of define or, or describe for the audience what a subcontractor does, which is what A&P is, uh, well, basically for, or so, it's so, not a subcontractor, construction manager at risk? A general contractor. Yeah, uh, so, because yeah. there's a lot of different terms that, that Confuse me, but I mean, I'm very ignorant when it comes so, to this. So, I mean, it's, um, I'll, I'll start from this way. So, AP is a general contractor. Okay. Uh, and so, there's there's three main parts when it comes to a project is you have the owner, which is obviously the college in this uh, instance. Well, the owner, they want, they want to do this project. They want to, this is their vision. This is when they'd like to get it done. This is kind of the time constraints that they have. And so they will start going out and getting a design. It's like, this is what we want again. This is the faculty that we need to um, we need to address their needs and their wants so that they can be successful in what they do. And so they'll go get a design from a design team, in this case, BVH on this project. Uh, once that designs into a bidding state, they'll take it to general contractors like us. We get a competitive bid to them. Um, and then... As a general contractor, we actually hire subcontractors uh, to specialize in uh, scopes of work such as foundations, earthwork, steel, finishes, um, mechanical systems, electrical systems, that sort of stuff. So, right. So there's a there's a lot. There's of, a lot of moving pieces, yeah. and that that's just really scraping the surface. You know, as I, I mentioned with um, 
with the uh, Shattern faculty is there's just so many behind the scenes. You know, when you talk about Dr. Ryan's office, when you talk about um, the maintenance crews, when you talk about the landscaping crews, the people who work for Shattern, the faculty, the math teachers, the science teachers, the chem teachers, um, board of trustees, uh, board of educations, uh, boosters, founders, you know, there's just a lot of moving yeah. people or a lot of moving pieces, a lot of people to make happy. So yeah, I was just thinking that it's a, you've got to please everybody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you wouldn't be surprised. You can't please everybody no, all the no, time. Yeah. So. Well, then, <laughs> I, I will we're say fam- we're not familiar with that in our profession at all. <laughs> I, I have been pretty pleased with the, the results of the football press box, because that's one of those facilities I use on a regular basis, at least in the fall semester when there's football games going, because uh, my, my video streaming crew was able to get a really use, useful and usable space out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all those little touches, like we've got, we've got good roof access to get the cameras yeah, up and down. that's what I was going to say. We've got space to get our equipment set up inside the building. Um, and then with all, all the other uh, people, you know, I think we, we got the sound system uh, sorted out in there with all the wiring so we can get signals back and forth where we need to go. So, and I, and I'm only scratching at the surface of what I was working with, with, with you guys and all the other subcontractors involved there, but it was a positive experience for me. Yeah. And I, uh, I was, I was very proud of how the, uh, the stadium turned out. You know, it was, it was very challenging in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the, the superintendent TD sounds like you've met him before. Ex- mm-hmm. Excellent superintendent. And, uh, we had, the physical constraints of the very last home game yep. to when we can knock that thing down. I think it was down within 48 hours. Around. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, the, it was on the ground. Um, and then it literally went into getting it open, getting it clean, getting it ready for you guys to take the keys to it. The next year's mm-hmm. uh, game opener. And yeah. that was a night game. And that thing was, it was rocking. That was, that was a lot of fun. And it so was. I think you turned up the volume just a little just a little to its max. <laughs> always, oh, yeah, that usually happens there. <laughs> I've always thought the funny thing about that uh, game was I'm sure the foundation and the president's office blew through their food budget that day because it, it rained or there was a lightning storm oh, for about two hours. Delay. And so I think everyone in Shattern got to see a little bit of the press box that evening to yeah. get out of the rain and, yeah. and have some fun. Well, but we that was to, great. That's It was actually perfect. Yeah, it we worked got, out we got well. to test out the warning graphics for the video board. <laughs> so see shelter, there's a... There's a thunderstorm. It was the weirdest thing. That's that that storm cell just did not want to shift away from Shadron. Uh-uh. This rarely happens. Period. Yeah, usually they'll blow through. But uh, I think it must have been one thirty in the morning by the time I got out of there. But you know, it, so it was successful it, in the end. It was a, it was a secret of mine. I didn't tell anybody. But since we had just turned over the keys, we still had our temp office in that old concessions building off to the right. uh, south, and so. Well, hey, I got the keys to this place. I'll go seek, seek shelter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a nasty storm. It was yeah. Bad. That's our tradition because we had a snowstorm last fall when we we did our one home game last fall, and <laughs> it's so rough for the camera operators on the roof. Rain blowing or snow blowing right into their faces. It, it like it <laughs> never fails. I mean, we should have added a booth or something for you up we there. Need more to... <laughs> roof covers. Another another level. You know, just throw that in. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Eric, I I think we kind of, as you mentioned, only kind of skimmed the surface, but, and maybe this is largely due to, as I mentioned, my ignorance, but, um, there are so many elements involved with a construction project. It's certainly one of this magnitude, a $32 million project, uh, you know, it's going to affect, 
countless number of people and obviously students and faculty and, and everyone like that. But um, I've sat in, I think, on one or two um, RFP selection committees. So like when, when something goes out to bid, like you mentioned, and, and the campus has to get these sealed uh, requests for proposals and, and go over that and you score them on a rubric and all this other stuff and you interview uh, construction uh, managers and all that stuff. There is so much work involved with that and you might not even get the bid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so can you maybe shed a little light on how many people are actually involved with with your company because it's not just not just guys like you in TD. There's uh, people who crunch numbers, who are looking at the gross square foot, all this other stuff that mm-hmm. you know they kind of are almost the unsung heroes in a way. Absolutely, and that's that's something that I've always had to think back. Well, every these three projects that I started, I never get to see the original building. I mean, I show up to do my job, which may seem like a lot in itself. But everything's already in the works. And so I love that question because we have an excellent pre-con uh, group. So pre-construction, literally before construction, um, as well as marketing uh, and a lot of other people that really try to uh, give the owner um, that sense of confidence that, hey, we can build this project. We mm-hmm. can do it for this amount of money. We can do it in this amount of time. It's going to have all the stuff that you want. And they have to commit to it, mm-hmm. uh, and they they have to also put us in a, a reasonable spot to um, be able to deliver that to the owner and sure. meet that satisfaction. I think they do a fantastic job of that. Uh, so it it really is. We have a we have an awesome home base. People who are always going to have your back, uh, be able to answer those tough questions, uh, be able to work with you through uh, problems that may have just been kind of conversations that happened before construction that need to be answered now. And so. Uh, yeah, just just a wonderful crew of people we have back in our office. Yeah, it's one thing I've always appreciated. It seems like whenever I've been involved with construction projects, and maybe it's the same for you, Daniel. I don't I don't know, but uh, it always seems like the architects uh, and, and the and the folks responsible for the actual construction really listen. And sometimes working with vendors, I don't know that it necessarily always feels that way, but I certainly get that impression uh, that 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 you folks are all really willing to listen and you want to have that successful partnership. And so I, I just think that's, it makes it so much easier to collaborate. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you, it, the projects kind of speak for itself. There's just a lot of time. There's a lot of effort. There's changes. There's a lot of money involved. There's mm-hmm. a lot of nice equipment involved. Um, and the last thing you want to do is, is deliver something that's not a hundred percent. You know, you want to be 110%. You want to exceed expectations um, you really want to make people feel good about the involvement that they've had on this project. And so, um, and I, I, I want to give that back to, you know, when I, when I grew up in construction, my dad was always, always about quality. Um, and AP does a great job of implementing quality and safety into projects um, uh, throughout the, in the entire nation. So uh, it's, it's really, it's a good foundation mm-hmm. uh, to stand on is, uh, and, it, and it speaks for itself, too. I mean, there's there's a reason this is our uh, fourth project back here at Shatter, yeah. and uh, we just want to continue that effort with uh, Shatter because the, the relationship goes both ways in that, that regard. Sure. 
Let's talk a little bit more in depth on math and science, because uh, if anybody's been watching our construction camera of it, and it's been really cool to see that progress from um, when it was just grass there to being torn up and now seeing this structure rise out of the ground. Um, Can you give us a sense, where are we at right now in the project? Um, What are some of the things that that the crew uh, has been working on over like the past month and and what's coming up to finish things? Yeah, so um, in just taking a step back and construction is a fast-paced project i mean from the day you start demo to uh, the the day you're turning over the keys and sell uh right now we are uh, in our addition uh focusing on getting um finishes started you saw the glass going in right um we did to give you an idea the uh, three levels of the existing building we worked top to bottom then came out to the addition and so your top level, middle level are darn near 100% done, ready to ready to start turning on lights. Um, and then Does that include like the cabinetry in and cabinets, fixtures? Lab, oh, we need lab to get over there. Work. Yeah, I'm looking guys, forward to seeing yeah. this. I, I mean, it, 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 it changes uh, dramatic, uh, dramatically, you know, every two weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where having you guys on to walk and just to see kind of eyes open is like, oh, wow, that's changed. Oh, that's changed. Oh, that's new. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, the biggest thing has been that, that central rotunda completely being transformed. Yeah. And then and, uh, another fun aspect is I've given tours to uh, a lot of students that used to actually operate in there, and they were in there 18 hours a day yeah. is what it seemed like. I mean, they were putting mm-hmm. in uh, so many hours, and it's fun to see them because they started like, oh, that's where that used to be. Oh, that's yep. where that used to be. Oh, this is my classroom. I mean, it's just, it's it's yeah. a lot of fun. And and to see, you know, 2D uh paper come to life uh, really, really kind of puts mm-hmm. a big uh, dramatic uh, effect to it. And then I think a yeah. lot of people are happy about it. So um, definitely, definitely getting into the home stretch with holidays coming up. You know, people like to take time off. We, uh, we got quite a bit of Nebraska contractors, but uh, a lot of us from Colorado uh, or South Dakota as well. So um, really focused on, 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 uh, turning the key, uh, dropping ceiling tiles, and that's that's really when you're going to start seeing those finished spaces come to life. Yeah. So. I, I've been excited to see some of the concrete, the exterior concrete work start, like um, underneath the addition. I saw that go in on the webcam, and I guess we got some sidewalks still to come, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, a, a shout-out to uh, Lucinda Mays, which I believe oh. she operates yeah. out of here. And so uh, I want to give her a shout-out because she – uh, wonderful woman. Um, she actually uh, created the de- landscape design uh, yeah. for our site, and also a uh, Carney grad. That's right, she is. Oh, but we're back here in Shatter <laughs> yeah. now. So yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, where that's, that's a, where it really that's matters, bad, right? That might be a bad word. <laughs> we'll <leave it> that. <laughs> we started Somehow there, but that's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. So we we're, we're hopefully we're moving up. So, um, but. Uh, a wonderful thing she did is she worked with the design team, uh, obviously ownership, us, and she implemented uh, plantings and designs, um, seating, everything that would actually relate back to uh, actual class lectures that are going on in yeah. the math and science. And so I know you were going on to concrete, but my, my thing started going into like, well, sure, that, yeah. that wonderful thing that she did. I mean, that's going to be coming to life. She's going to know that like the back of her hand, like she knows everything else on this mm-hmm. campus. And so, um, but yeah, we'll hopefully start seeing a lot of that uh, pavement go down. I'd say probably in about two weeks or so, try to All get right. that in before snow starts flying. 
Yeah, it'll be here soon enough. But yeah, I mean, and like you mentioned, making sure everybody can get a chance to go home and see their family and mm-hmm. take advantage of the holidays. That, so important to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we just in general, we have a, we have a great set of subcontractors on this project. I mean, people who uh, they've they've done the part where they've committed to this 15-month project. They're away from family most of the time, yeah. uh, but they're problem solvers. They uh, they really put pride into their work, quality into the work. So got to give my hats off to a lot of the people um, that are doing the physical work because they've been doing a wonderful job. Yeah, well, you can certainly see it. I mean, it yeah. changes, like you said, every couple weeks. It, mm-hmm. just, it was so cool to see the glass go in. Yeah, yeah, glass makes a big difference. Glass and yeah. ceiling tiles is, is what I – because, I mean, that will really enclose. You'll start seeing those complete finishes and yeah. – uh, Morford's actually a uh, local contract. They're doing all the flooring, and they're probably about 50% done with the entire building. So, And then so we got – is it going to be brick exterior for that wing? Is that still to come? Uh, so it's actually – majority of it's glass um, is what you're seeing. So if it's plastic, that's going to be glass. You saw the glass going in. Yeah. But in between is actually uh, phenolic panels uh, okay. from Germany. So okay. I uh, got those from Germany, and those have been sitting in Kansas City for probably the last couple months, and we should probably start seeing those, I would say, in about three or four weeks. Okay. Well, that'll uh, be exciting. So, so you got a little bit of brick. You sell a cast stone ribbon, mm-hmm. a lot of glass. You'll see the phenolic panels. Uh, we were able to keep the existing facade on the uh, right. uh, existing building, so or the original building. Tie it all together. Yeah, yeah. Just keep on pushing, that's for sure. <laughs> What's it been like to, to manage that site during a during the pandemic, not just uh, in, in regards to the to the workforce and, and dealing with all the subcontractors, but it's had to have had impacts on the, the raw materials, I would think. Oh, absolutely. So we, we've had a big issue. Um, definitely not as big as other people. We were actually very fortunate to start this project when we did. That was before, yeah. you know, it, it was during COVID when we started it. However, um, it was before we started experiencing a lot of experiencing a lot of those supply and demand issues. Um, people were getting back to work. People were, you know, construction started ramping up. Well, commodities, materials, those mm-hmm. things did not ramp up as fast as yeah. people getting back to work, um, more or less. And so it, we were able to lock in a lot of uh, prices. We were able to lock in on getting that stuff coming to the site uh, early on in the project where it hasn't impacted as much. But uh, to give you an example, we had some trench heaters that just showed up last week that came from Germany as well. We ordered those back in April. We just got them last week. Wow. All right. A little uh, bit of turnaround. It, yeah. So it, it's it's been tough. Um, we've we've had some lab, uh, lab equipment, some sterilizers, some wear washers. Uh, those came from Italy, uh, but with again with the subs being on top of it, they knew it was coming from Italy. They tried and tried. You know, it was about a month delayed from when they originally thought it'd come. But since they got on top of it, really didn't impact any parts of the project. So, um, it just goes to a lot of people really working hard to um, make this make this project su- successful. Sure, sure. But uh, in terms of commodity prices, you name it, screws go up. Yep. <laughs> wood, wood obviously went up. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of acid waste piping. We have RO piping, all, all the equipment, all stainless steel went up. We had the Texas freeze in the spring, um, which Texas makes a lot of stuff. So it, and then, uh, yeah. and then obviously right now, 
more of a, a trucking transportation yeah. issue. I mean, it just it, everybody wants something, but if it's not priority, you're probably not getting it anytime soon. So yeah, well, that makes a a good segue to talk about the logistics of a project like this, and um, you know what what goes into the planning of that. If if you do like, can you? <laughs> If we take, for example, where the equipment has to come from Italy and is going to be delayed, can those people, do they have a fallback stuff that they can work on while they wait for the other piece to come in? Or, and how do you juggle all that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, right. it's, it's a juggle, that's for sure. Um, so in, in construction, there's always, there's always options. There's always something to be sure. done. I mean, I, I look at a construction project just like one very big Lego. I mean, it's piece by piece, and you got to break yeah. it down piece by piece uh, so you can build it you know, the, way, the way it's intended to be built. So um, it, a lot of it goes to communication, right? It's, it, we're, all, we're all in this world together. We're all dealing with the same issues, um, and it's as long as we're doing the best that we can. Uh, we're communicating the problems correctly. We're uh, not just more so complaining about problems. We're actually trying right. to find solutions, yeah, a, a, huge. A, a direction forward. Uh, that's, that's, in my opinion, the most important part. And again, goes back to just the people you get to work with. You know, it's it's me communicating, or no, it's a subcontractor communicating with me that they have a problem with delivery. Well, it's like, hey, well, hey, we have an option to get this alternative product, or can we do this instead, or can we do this uh, a temporary solution until these show up? You know, if I can, if I can, if they can accurately tell me what that problem is and a p- potential solutions, we go a little back and forth on it, and I can discuss that with the college with the design teams like hey let's try to find a solution together you know it doesn't stop just at me making decisions it's um working with the design team working with the owner to uh, to resolve those issues and again that has just been a wonderful relationship the college is uh um very understanding uh and we just at the end of the day want to give give the best uh, possible product back to them so it's uh it's been fun, but it's been very challenging, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. All good things are. Yeah. <laughs> so, Eric, how if, if, if you were talking to a, maybe even a current student or, or someone who wasn't even a student at all, but if they're interested in getting a career, into a career similar to yours, what's your advice for them? Uh, my, my first kind of thought, uh, this is always, you know, I mentioned earlier that I was born and raised in construction, didn't really see myself do anything else, but uh, my, my first question to them would be, what are you passionate about? You know, what what kind of gives you that drive? What uh, triggers your thought processes? You know, your kind of your kind of will to um, make yourself a better person. I, I think that's the first uh, question that I would ask him. And if that is construction, then uh, experience, experience, and uh, educating yourself is is what's going to make you successful. You know, I was fortunate when I was working with. TD um, on the stadium project, he gave me he gave me a lot of reins to do my own thing, um, to be able to make my mistakes, but own up to it and solve those problems, uh, solve yeah. those mistakes, uh, I guess resolve them. Uh, so, th- th- my my uh, my best um, advice would just be to get out there and uh, do your best, learn from your mistakes, because it's going to happen in construction. Uh, and just keep keep going, keep trying to make yourself a better uh, better person in this industry. Thanks. That sounds good. So, what's next on your agenda after um, math and science building? Oh, yeah. <laughs> going into this uh, whole uh, 
supply, demand, projects increase. I mean, it's 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 flip a coin where I'm going, or, so. or, flip, or flip the north, south, uh, east, west uh, compass or something. Because I mean, it, it could really be anywhere. But um, I mean, this goes again back to uh, the people who are involved before project um, in pre-construction uh, marketing. Uh, client relationships, uh, all my big wigs back in Colorado or Minnesota or any of the other states, um, trying to get work, trying to see if we can satisfy uh, either new clients or uh, existing clients. And I think they've, they've already done a great job, especially in some harsh uh, markets and harsh climates uh, these past couple of years. So uh, I don't know that answer. I think. <laughs> well, let me ask I, you this one, um, and I hope it's not on our list here. I don't think it is. So, if if you had uh, your choice of like, you know, what would be one of your dream projects to work on? Oh yeah, there you go. That's a great. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, something tropical, uh, <laughs> building a resort or something. You know, not sixty mile an hour winds or <laughs> snowstorms. Or, yeah, the winds have been pretty high here. Yeah. Right? Uh, Tuesday was real bad, but yeah. um, I, you know, I. I'm intrigued with all aspects of construction because uh, going back to the football stadium, like fo- football is a very big sport of mine growing up. And so uh, I thought about it from that perspective. It's like if I was a football player, you know, this this yeah. is what I would want to play at. This is the level of um, level of quality, the level of style that I would want in uh, this position. Then when I did the rec center, you know, you're talking, you're talking classroom settings, you're talking sports, you're talking aquatics, you're talking, you know, karaoke, you know, dance classes, <laughs> yeah. all, all, uh, there's all aspects. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of passions. And so to me to look at it as like, oh, it's just a rec center. I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as like, these are people who really enjoy doing this, um, in their life, you know, they, they want to maintain a certain quality of life, a certain, uh, fun environment. And so I look at it as I'm going to build the best rec center that I can build, you know, for these people, for these instructors, for these teachers, for these kids, for these students, you know, there's, there's, there's all sorts of, and then, you know, you come into the math and science, it's, you got a lot of faculty, you got math and science, well, math and science can go a hundred different directions Mm -hmm. in terms of careers, uh, so, I, again, I want to build the best math and science that there is uh, possible. And so that being said, I really don't know this answer just yet. Um, maybe I was just stalling trying to go through all three projects. Oh, no, I think, but, that's a great, I think that's a great uh, way to put it, that you, you're kind of you're, uh, trying to build a bridge, uh-huh. if, for lack of a better term, from that person's passion to the output. Yeah, I, I got into I got into healthcare uh, quite a bit, and so I, I'd probably say that would be the next opportunity that I'd be interested in going into. Because um, just in terms of healthcare, I mean, you're obviously it's you're in the industry of, of of making lives better, and so what can I do to give the best tools to uh, those doctors, to those nurses, sure. to those occupational therapists, physical therapists, whatever it may be. Um, you know, there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of life safety systems that go into it. So it comes with this whole ballpark of challenges, um, but the challenges is, is what's going to make you a better person overall. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, it is interesting. I think all the specialized equipment that would go into any given project, the science building has its things, a rec center has its items, and healthcare has got different mm-hmm. things altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Eric, what do you what do you like to do outside of work? What are some of the things you enjoy doing? I suppose if you ever have the time. 
Uh, when I have the time, you know, it's usually just trying to unwind, de-stress from the day. But uh, I'd say, you know, from a from a weekly standpoint, you know, I'm always over here at the pack. Uh, I try to play a lot of basketball. I'll play some morning balls with a lot of the local local guys here in town. Um, try to hit the gym in the afternoon, and then you know, like tonight, they have uh, basketball going on at the high school here in town. So just try to stay active. Um, you know, just just uh, it, you know, life's also not all about work. So just try to get away. Um, interact with the community, uh, just kind of more so hang out. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I do. I do take advantage of. Um, I, I I love the Shadron area. I love the Western Nebraska area. You know, been up to Toadstool, but uh, yeah. we take trips up to uh, Rapid City, go up to around Custer. Yeah. Uh, go to a lot of breweries out there. Mm, so I mean, it's there's, a good spot up there. It's kind of a, <laughs> it, to me, it's a it's a mini Colorado, uh, a little oh, bit, yeah. and so it's just it's got a little bit of everything. It's clean, nice people. So. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do enjoy just kind of getting out and just trying to do see new things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. Like, I, I feel lucky being out here with that variety of the outdoor activities and what the Black Hills has to offer. Mm-hmm. And then it's you yep. know it's that that there's not a lot of people necessarily to deal with. Yeah, which would be nice. Yeah, don't have to wait four hours in traffic yep. for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget where my my wife used to live uh, was in a like a ski town. And I didn't realize coming back on the interstate on a Monday morning what the traffic would be like. And I sat on the interstate for three hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I'd never experienced anything like that. So yep. Colorado can keep its traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All sorts of different things going. Well, I think we're on. It seems like I did the quick hitters last time. So I'll start them again here. We got some very difficult questions to ask you, Eric, here. Difficult. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is a favorite movie of yours? <laughs> Well, favorite movie, hands down, is Interstellar. All right. Uh, that's that's one that, you know, it's people can complain about three-hour-long movies, um, but that one's the one that just it, it just gives you so much attention to it to where you just you think about a lot of possibilities and just kind of oh, gives you a positive great. outlook on, on things. And just Matthew McConaughey, you can't complain about yeah, it. Yeah. I was going to say, that is great a recent movie. movie, isn't it? I think that's on my list to watch, the, my ever-expanding list of movies that I still need to watch. Yeah, you got to watch I, that. I think that's, yeah. It's, it's a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I, I'd say I'd say uh, a, a close second would just be probably the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, that's a fun yeah, one. I went to... Uh, Went to New Zealand uh, about four years ago, and I, on the fourteen-hour flight, I watched all three movies. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to get myself ready for it. Yeah, that's a good way good to do fun. it. Yeah. Hopefully, you didn't encounter any wizards or dragons when you were over there. What do you mean? Hopefully, visit? like I, sadly, I didn't. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to any of the? Uh, well, I find my thing at historical sites, <laughs> movie site. You know, Did you, know, you, get, to, I, did you I, get to Hobbiton? I, or I didn't get like to that? Hobbiton. No, I, I wanted to go up north. There, we stayed. Uh, we stayed on the south. South Island, okay. uh, more or less. It was uh, a three, four week um, study abroad deal. So I mean, there cool. was kind of, but it was just, it was absolutely beautiful out of this world. I bet. Yeah, I'm jealous now. I remember yeah. hearing something about um, Interstellar. There's this, there's a scene where the Matthew McConaughey's character drives through this cornfield uh, in a pickup truck, and like, sw- it's a huge cornfield. And Christopher Nolan, I, I don't know if this is true, but he didn't like how this cornfield looked, so he planted a cornfield specifically, specifically yeah. wow. for this film and then sold the corn for profit. <laughs> well, that's kind of smart thinking there. <laughs> hey, uh, Eric, what was the first concert you attended? First concert? Um, it was, I believe, I was probably, 
about 10 years old, I went to a Sticks concert in Lincoln, Nebraska. All right. Um, it, was when, it was when the State Fair was still there. Okay. Um, and Sticks was awesome. They say come sail away, and yep. it just it's, it's permanently imprinted into my brain. So, oh, that's a good one. That's a good first concert. That was my first concert. That's great. So, uh, in your opinion, what is the best space in this new math science center of innovative learning going to be? You said best spaces, right? Plural. That probably <laughs> is. Yeah. Well, what's what's, what's nah, there's, yeah. I mean, there's so many. There's so many cool areas, and I I think every time I I take people through and uh, kind of show off the place, I always change my answer yeah. when it comes to that, but. Uh, there's just there's just going to be a lot of cool aspects um, kind of uh, trickled out through the entire project. But um, they got a state-of-the-art uh, Digistar 7 uh, planetarium I'm dome. I'm really excited to see that. And that's all walk-in, just 24-foot diameter dome. You know, I think the capabilities on it are 400-plus software, so I think you can zoom on it if you wanted. Go watch Netflix if you wanted. So, oh, boy. Um, I, I, time. I, I think that's going to be a wonderful um, aspect, and, and that's an all-ages thing. I know they do a lot of tours yeah. um, with the kiddos on that one, and then plus you know, when you start looking at astrology or – if we want to watch Interstellar on it or yeah, something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Seems like a good idea. I think we can get that arranged, can't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, then um, probably the the biggest, I would I don't know if it's the biggest, but I guess in my opinion it might be, but they have a brand-new gross anatomy lab. Uh, it's where they bring in their cadavers. And so they have yeah. four cadaver tables that they'll operate on, uh, each one equipped with um, a, downdraft ta- or a downdraft function. Uh, to get that formaldehyde out of there. Each one has a uh, surgical lighting and cameras with some display units. And I just think that is just something I've never been a part of. And I think... Um, it's one of our selling points, uh, mm-hmm. as macabre as it sounds. But it's... And I, I, I've always heard the students talk about how crucial that is when, when you're going into medical school, that you if you have that kind of background beforehand, it makes it so much easier for them when mm-hmm. they get into those higher levels. Absolutely. So they have, have a good space to work on it. And we, uh, yeah. we did a temp lab over in Berkheiser for this school year, and they're still doing it. I think I yeah. secured a, a walk-in or a stand-in, so <laughs> I'd go see that in person. I think that'd be pretty interesting. It, so. it, it is. Um, I don't know that it's allowed anymore, but it'd be worth checking because it, it um, it's a different experience mm-hmm. seeing that in process. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then but, one, of, one of the walks that I've had was actually a um, – I think he ended up becoming a physical therapist, but he was in the classes in yeah. the old uh, math and science working on cadavers. And it was just, I mean, to be able to get that guy to light up um, about this new facility, I think the yeah. more so jealousy than anything <laughs> if he doesn't yeah. get to do it again. But it was just, you know, it's, it's, it's what makes the whole process worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one of my favorite kind of, more hangout spots because maybe I'm not a uh, chemistry or, or biology whiz, but uh, if you look out on that camera, you'll see on the northwest corner they have like a breezeway balcony. So, I mean, they had just a lot of uh, implemented social areas, study areas, yeah. lounging areas. You know, when we when we uh, mentioned, you know, kids working 12, 18-hour days mm-hmm. here, you know, we want to make able to make that a, a fun environment for them and yeah. well and a, a focused environment. But that... Uh, Breezeway balcony, that one's going to be, I think, a prime time spot. I think you're absolutely right with that. My memories of math science, whether it's as a student or um, covering it for promo purposes, is how closed off it seemed. Not a lot of big windows, and this is going to be just night and day difference. Mm -hmm. 
So if you've got a comfortable space with some natural light, nice view across campus, it's just going to be great. Even if you have to pull an all-nighter up there, at least it'll be a (laughs) comfortable one. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's got it's got other neat features that um, will probably be more behind the scenes that you know nobody's ever going to think about, but they've they've implemented a, um, that three stack exhaust fan that you'll see on top of the addition. You know, that's a energy recovery unit, so that's hooked up to all your uh, more um, uh, exhaust uh, fume hoods, anything like the downdraft tables, all that stuff. And what that'll actually do is that'll get. Uh, It'll work as an exhaust fan, but it'll actually retain as much heat out from that exhaust and put it back into your system. So into your glycol systems, into your water systems, um, and uh, hopefully, you know, save the energy bill a little bit. So there's there's green aspects implemented into these brand new buildings too, and that's uh, always nice to hear. Absolutely, yeah. So just in very uh, modern, clean finishes, you know, the existing building. You've, you've seen this, the existing structure. Yeah. Well, that's a 60-plus-year-old building. You know, going back to my last project, we had these 109-foot, 90,000-pound uh, double Ts that they just make in a factory, ship them up, build them like Legos. Well, if you look at this, uh, it's all hand-formed, hand-set, right. hand-placed. I mean, and so it's got that kind of historic rough look uh that really ties in well with the modernness of the new finishes that we have and so i think uh bbh out of lincoln just knocked it out of the park with that idea and really opens up the spaces creates tall ceilings um which uh, i think kind of goes to what you're saying with everything just felt closed off well now you have these ginormous rooms um, yeah. a lot of breathing space just uh, the ability to learn and interact uh and be successful here on campus yeah, it'll be exciting to see uh, how the students and the faculty take to it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, see, it sounds like you've kind of um, you've blended into the community well, but how many times have you been to the top of Sea Hill? That's the true test. <laughs> I remember the first time I went up to Sea Hill, and I was like, wow, this was a lot higher than I thought. I was all out of breath. I, I'd probably say, uh, you know, good oh, five times, you know, and that, that includes, you know, when I was back here for the stadium and, and this year, too. So, yeah. um, you know, when my girlfriend comes out, we'll, we'll zigzag. I mean, they have wonderful walking trails yeah, back here, nice. and it goes up to rangeland, comes back around, goes, you know, around some. Uh, so we, we do those switchbacks uh, all the time. I mean, just kind of a. I don't know if it gets a lot of use or not, but it's it's really a relic to have in the community. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very nice space I think, to get to. I think the usage increases every year. Uh, at least it yeah. seems to, certainly among families that I've noticed up there. So, Absolutely. Yeah, have you resource. been up there at night? I'll tell I you one thing. So, no. if, if you have to be here over the 4th of July, it's a good spot. Oh, geez, that's yeah. got to be the most popular spot, I'd imagine. Yeah. It, it, I, it's big enough space, you know, if you do want st- still to have some seclusion while you're up there and just enjoy the fireworks. Yeah, there's there's plenty Will of Will they do spots. like a fireworks show like at the fairgrounds or anything like that? They usually do one in Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for here it's mostly just seeing what, what, what are the people around town putting right. up in the air. Right. Oh, yeah. That's... Shoot, you should have told me that a few months back. We're <laughs> <laughs> a little well. I get New Year's. I'm we, sure they got something. We had to do a power, or the town had to do a power outage a few years back, where the whole town had to go black. Um, apparently, we've got enough generators here that like Shaquin stayed lit up the whole time. But I thought this is perfect. It's a planned outage. I can go up. I can get a before and an after photo, and then blend them together somehow. So it was really 
eerie, sort of uh, just different, I suppose, seeing what the town looked like at mm-hmm. night, but dark. Oh, that'd be fun. But I swear everybody in town was out driving around the uh, darkened <laughs> streets, so we had plenty of traffic. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fun oh, stuff. That is fun. Yeah, I just, um, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of home. You know, Springfield's a town of 12, 1,300 people, you know, smaller than Shadron, but you just, you're full of great people, yeah, great community, nice people, you know, people who will, you know, stop to talk to you when you go to the post office or out to eat. Um, and it's just, it's a wonderful community to work in. So very fortunate to be here. You know, when they, when they ask me to come do these projects up here, it's a, it's a given, it's a yes. I mean, it's not, it's not dreadful whatsoever. I mean, it's, oh yeah, heck yeah. I get to go work with them again. Well, so, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we got one final question for you to close things out. Maybe the most difficult question of all, but, um, well, are you a power tools or a hand tools kind of guy? <laughs> so, I funny, imagine this I, I, more on the uh, personal project side because I know time well, is of the essence. For <laughs> I, got a, I got a funny story that comes to mind as a kid, and it was, you know, I, I again, I, I got my – Got my uh, my foundation of my construction qualities from my father, um, and and I loved every aspect about it. And I was building like this race car, rocket ship, all out of two by fours. And at the end of the day, I'm just using a hammer. I just wanted to use a hammer and a nail, piece this whole thing together. And well, when I finally got done, well, it weighed a hundred pounds, and I couldn't move it or <laughs> lift it or do anything. Didn't have any wheels or. Uh, what have you, but uh, I just remember my dad, and I was getting frustrated, and I think I was just getting tired of swinging a hammer, but, man, I just wanted to use tools like my dad. He comes up with a screw gun and just starts screwing everything <laughs> together. He's like, why don't you just do this? You know, it's, it's that much faster. I was like, I just wanted to use a hammer, Dad. <laughs> and so it, I think since then it's, it's um, my brain triggered to doing things the most efficient way so i'm always going to go power tools if i can whatever whatever is the most efficient avenue to get from point a to point b uh that's what that's what i'll end up doing if i'm blowing off some stress i'll maybe use a hammer or a sledgehammer or something (laughs) sledgehammers (laughs) are fun keep one handy at all times (laughs) yeah Yeah. well thank you eric we really appreciate you joining us today and uh learning a little bit more about you and, and obviously a&P, uh, which has uh, been a, a really uh, a really great partner to the college for the last decade or so. So appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and a lot of people involved, and I, I just uh, want to express AP feels the exact same way. Um, I'm, I'm constantly in communication with them. They're always asking about um, Shadron, the client, uh, how Harry's doing, how Carrie's doing, how Dr. Ryan's doing. Um, just just wanting to make sure that everybody uh, is, is happy up here and, and that if there's anything that we can do uh, for you guys, that's that's what we strive for. So it's, uh, it's been fun and it's, uh, um, we'll continue, we'll continue get this thing wrapped up in February and that way you guys can have a nice, beautiful building. Appreciate it. I'm ready for it. Thanks, Eric. (laughs) Appreciate it guys.